the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, it's Mark from Guitar Nerds here um, with a quick message before we get started on the podcast week about Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds is the place where you can contribute to the Guitar Nerds podcast um, and get a little extra content in return. Um, what it actually allows you to do is, um, we've got various kind of sign-up tiers there, but from $5 a month, you can sign up for Patreon, get an extra half an hour of Guitar Nerds content every week, um, and it gives you access to the previous episodes as well. Um, so we've got about kind of 35, 40 hours worth of stuff on there. Um, from $5 a month, you get access to all that, and Patreon now gives you an RSS feed. Now, um, RSS feed might not make any sense um, for me saying it do go and google it and you'll learn more RSS is a cool thing that you should know about what it means is that your Patreon episodes can now be downloaded in your favourite podcast player so if you use um, Apple's podcast app or if you use Downcast or I don't know there's other loads of other pod captures uh, catches captures whatever loads of other podcasting programs out there um you can listen to the patreon episodes now in that program which uh is awesome because before you'd would have to go to the patreon site or get the patreon app which is a bit clunky and rubbish but now you can do it in whatever you listen to the regular podcast in um so patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds um this week we are answering loads of questions we had loads of questions sent in so we have got questions from um we got questions from andy about reverb pedals we've got Questions from James about Velcro. A question from Damien uh, about using reverb uh, in a gigging situation. Question from Matt about why you never see Music Man guitars in stores. And a question from Robin about uh, the Boss ESA and sending MIDI. So do check it out. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Uh, it's not much money and you get loads of stuff. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello. And Jay Cross. Hello. Hello. We're using some new sound equipment tonight, so if it sounds a bit weird for the uh, for the opening part of this, um, that'd be why. I'm just trying to uh, get it sorted. It's uh, it's, it's going to be all good, though. I, all... Did, I didn't know about the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. We were using a um, native... Is it native instruments? No, IK Multimedia, iRig Pro Duo yeah. um, to uh, to capture the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's oh. neat. neat. It's a Move. nice little... Moving away solution. from that Avid box. Yeah, the Avid box is now... I bought a new desk. Like, this is going to be oh, really nerdy, okay. but I bought a new, like... Not like a mixing desk, but just like a nice workstation desk. And uh, the box that we usually uh, use to record is now housing the Avid M box that we were recording with this. Yes. And now we've got the iRig Pro Duo. But it also means that the podcast is a bit more mobile as well. Like, if we ever wanted to go out somewhere, um, this box is a bit smaller and you can kind of fit the whole podcasting rig... Despite this mess of cables, you can see if you're watching live on ampli.fi forward slash guitar nerds, 
Um, this will all fit into a bag now, so we can go and do podcasts from elsewhere. I mean, we could probably um, Velcro that to uh, Stag UPC 424. A pedal board, The yeah. smallest pedal board, and we could, uh, that could be our, our new uh, podcast rig. Yeah, definitely. Just, uh, yeah, little uh, little podcast set up all in a Stag box. Absolutely. So, um, thanks for joining us this evening, by the way. Whether you're listening to the podcast or whether you're joining us live on Amplify, um, always good. We can see how many people are, uh, are joining us on Amplify. Always cool to have you guys there. If you want to join in the chat, you can. Jay's in the chat, as always. Um it's weird to be doing a podcast with, with other people. people. Yeah, I mean, because I don't yeah. don't count Joe as a person, no. really. Well, I was just thinking actually, this is quite a nice setup. It's really good. Us two, like, we've got a little bit more room. Yeah, we can Fantastic. put a cup of tea here. Yeah. There's there's no chance of Joe like trying to open struggling to open a beer halfway through the podcast or anything like no. that. No, and uh, got a nice little cup of tea. And we've got you know Matt knows a lot about stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I can talk. Yeah, and Jay's here. For and the, I'm the nice one. You're the funny stuff. And yeah, that. Um, and yeah, maybe we don't need Joe anymore. Who? Yeah, what what are we talking about? I don't know. Can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, last week. Um, thanks for joining, listening to the podcast last week. If you did, uh, it was me on my own. Um, and people that were watching live had loads of input, and we had loads of questions into the Facebook group and stuff. So managed to get through a whole hour, hour and ten or something. That's I did cool. On my own, which was good. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I do apologise. No, well, you know, you I joined the solo think podcast would. club. Yeah. So first one that I've done on my own. You did a solo podcast for the Patreon, um, yes. which I have to advise people to go. I said this last week um, but do go and listen to Matt's Patreon episode um, it's really cool it's the first time we've had actual guitar playing on the podcast yes um, and it worked really really well so I yeah. think we're going to be doing more of that in the future I was actually amazed when I listened to it back I was like oh it actually sounded really good yeah I was like maybe I should record more guitar and then I was like man it wasn't <laughs> actually that much hassle at all the red box sounded really really good actually um, through a pedal board yeah sounded ace I was um, thoroughly so impressed. Yeah, I thought she kind of put it to practical use for a change. I thought it sounded very good. I thought, um, yeah, it worth signing up for. Um, just a quick plug, actually. Um, loads of you signed up for uh, the Patreon um, on the Patreon page. Thanks so much for doing so. Um, for people who haven't signed up, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, um, where you get to hear Matty's episode last week. Um, and you get two extra uh, two extra hours of Guitar Nerds content a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the moment, there's about 40 hours worth of stuff on there that you can go back and listen to if you sign up now. So, um, yeah, we're going to leave all that stuff up there always. That's so, just... Is that just... Just Patreon stuff. It's mad, isn't it? Well, because we're up to episode 75. So, yeah, it's just under... And then we do half so an 70, hour... Yeah, half an hour extra every week. And then we did the two-hour Spinal Tap. 100, 102, 100 and... It's like nearly a week. Yeah, it's a, it's a long time. So it's it's kind of like uh, a week's a long time in podcasts. Yeah, it is. It, it is certainly is. It's what they say. And it was a, a long week without you two. Um, so without you two, you two. Yeah, it was a long week without you two. No, without you guys. Yes. Um, should we do a quick recap of what you've been up to, uh, Matt? You've uh, you've been away. Yeah. Been doing. Uh, firstly, though, little little bit of imp- uh, the the quest continues. Uh, this came up in the post for me for people who can see it in Ampli.fi for those who can't it's another Dan Electro pedal Uh, this is the mini amp slash distortion I thought that Um, was the hard one the hardest one to get yeah well someone found it for me amazing Um, and they managed to get a deal at their local guitar shop and they sent it to me in the post so thanks very much for that Um, yeah it's the worst thing I've ever (laughs) (laughs) I'm not actually sure if it's it, it might be broken. Like <laughs> or, I can hear an amp in there, but then I can also hear a distortion circuit on top. And yeah, I think it's got. An, I, you won't be able to see, obviously, uh, if you're not watching live. But there's an input and an output. Um, so you can use it as a regular when distortion. You, the output, you can use it as a regular distortion pedal, and it also sounds equally as terrible. Can you? Can you, um, can you like? hardwire the speaker on so you can use it as a monitor if you like don't have a monitor in your uh, at your show i no i i don't i think the idea was is that these used to come with a so they, dan electro did two box sets when these came out in 1999 called the summer of love and molten metal and each one of those was a pedal board came with three or two pedals and the mini amps the idea right. was that you could have five pedals and the midi amp mini right. amp um, 
and then yeah you had basically a pedal board with a little amp on it that you could jam along at home if you um, if you plug an output jack in does it disconnect the speaker i think so yes i didn't i only had a brief amount of time to plug it in i'm just having a look inside to see um if there's anything like lodged in the speaker but it's like a tiny speaker it's probably like a two inch speaker basically the same as those little smoky amps those yeah, ones yeah. made out of cigarette boxes um, but what I find weird is, is the construction of the pedals are, is like uh, a hard plastic, but the base is metal. Yeah. It's like, why not just make the whole thing out of metal or make the base out of plastic and then just at least make the rest out of metal? Yeah, um, it's but a it, very weird thing. We should yeah. mention that you've also come up with an ingenious way of displaying them. Yes, on a little wooden pedal board by a company called Fossboards. So give a shout out to the guy um, who makes those. He basically makes pedal train sized pedal boards, but completely out of reclaimed wood. Uh, and they cost like 30 or 40 quid. Oh, wow. They don't come with bags or anything like that. And they just, he'll like paint them a fancy color if you want. He etches the logo in with a, a wood burning tool. Um, and I had one lying around and I was like, oh, this fits exactly the right amount of pedals that's in this. Uh, in this little range of pedals so i'm going to mount them on there with um industrial velcro and then i'm going to put some brackets on it and mount it on the wall like some sort of funky display are you going Maybe to I'll put some leds behind it are you going to put a power supply on there and some patch leads yeah well that's also a thing it fits all of them on there and there'll be room to plug them in and out so you could in theory have some sort of weird modular down electro display yes. with with this terrible um, speaker at the end of it yes it sounds amazing um, the, um, for people who haven't seen if you go to the Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum um, no is that right yeah guitar nerds forum yeah yeah, I thought oh, was, that was the um, old one then. Um, yeah no it's forum yeah and uh, you can see Matt's picture he's got the board uh, or he's got some pedals on the board already and he's on the quest to complete yeah. it People have been helping me out um, and, yeah, finding them for me. Um, Moog in Brighton um, was going to swing by a shop and find one for me. Uh, Hands uh, on the Facebook group sent me this, for people who can see it in the chat. This is the Dan Electro uh, Black Paisley Liquid Metal Distortion, yeah. which actually sounds really good. <laughs> um, it's got a switch for an octave on the back. Um, yeah. So yeah, but these are these ones are the big ones. These are ones are made out of solid metal. Yes, um, they came out a little time after. I seem to remember you had the mini pedals, and then after that there was the these. Yeah. Wasn't there a liquid uh, blues as well or something? There was a like a blue paisley, which was a lighter gain overdrive, yeah. and then the same series as like the sitar swami. Yep. Uh, um, the free speech, which is the talk box. Um, I'm trying to find the names of the other people that. Yeah, so Tim Jennings has also said he'd send one into the, uh, on the post for me, so thanks very much for that. And I can't find the name of the chap who sent me the other one, but uh, let me have a look. Charlie sent me one in the post, and I think the guy's name's Mark. I'll double-check. This yeah. is astonishing. shout-out to everyone that's helping me out on that. Astonishing um, work from the Guitar Nerds community, I must say. Sending um, sending Matt Pedals to complete the collection. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'm, and sure, we'll, I'm sure I'm sure when do a we demo. I was going to say we'll do a demo but also I'm sure eventually when we do a live event which I think is something that we have talked about in the past um, you'll bring it along and people can uh, yeah. see the full collection in the flesh yeah 100% uh, yeah. and Matt's um, going to buy a drink for everyone who sent him a pedal yeah yeah I think I will do that I felt, I felt up to the value of guy, um, Chris Connors is sending me one from Canada wow um He's like, oh, I've, I've got one, but the shipping was like super expensive. So I was like, oh, don't send it. Like, don't put yourself out of pocket to send it to me. Like, really appreciate the gesture, but yeah, don't bankrupt yourself to send me a. Uh, I think the shipping was more than the pedal. I was like, that can't be right. They must be trying to rip you off. That but can be right. I'm sure, I, know, I know how much some of those go for. So that, that definitely can be right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then apart from that, obviously, been with obviously the job that I do and working for Boss in Europe I've been doing some stuff for some new products um, so some people might have seen the launch video for Boss GT1 that yep. was me and, and my team uh, and it was the most stressful month of my entire life trying to get that <laughs> that product video sorted I was quite impressed uh, I mean I can't speak for the product yet because I haven't seen it or oh, I've seen it but I haven't heard it or uh, or used it yeah. really but, it's, um, it's, it's tricky because obviously I you know you have to involve yourself and, and kind of delve into these products so much it's difficult for me to kind of say 
you know, I think I'd still be honest, but that I honestly do believe they are really, really good sounding little units because I've been to three or four dealer meetings. We've taken them all across Europe. We've plugged them in. I've heard them plugged in loads of times, live, straight into a PA, especially the GT1 straight into a PA. Sounds absolutely fantastic. So definitely worth checking it out because I think for the money, 165 quid. I don't think there's another multi-effects on the market that will have as in-depth PC or Mac editing, has a that bigger screen with a looper and the expression pedal it's yeah we'll um, we'll take really your good. word for it for now matt but i'm sure once we've heard it will be overly critical uh i think it's kind of good actually if you guys are overly critical because then it gives me a chance to answer some of the kind of trickier questions that yeah. some people might not necessarily ask yeah if only um, there was a way for us to get one for demo yeah i, I mean just, uh, i wish only. we had a contact only we knew reliable contact someone so um we should cover it briefly because joe brandon and i covered it um and clearly had no idea what we were talking about um you've talked about the gt1 already but um also boss launched the katana series the katana um, yes which we so, talked about and we did kind of pick them apart a little bit and um other people in the in the kind of facebook group of of been fairly critical of them oh uh, yeah but has anyone actually tried one i think that's exactly. a difficult thing exactly we I haven't tried them yet so we don't know um but i've i mean i've had good feedback from kind of like people who own music stores and they said they're, they're really good and you know obviously I, I really like them but they are effectively a replacement for the cubes okay um so cube 20 40 uh, and 80 uh, and no more. I was going to say sixty, but that was an old one. Yeah, um, so micro cubes still going to exist, and cube ten will still exist, and obviously the street cubes will. But this is like the first amp that's Boss branded rather than Roland branded. Yeah. Um, and we're kind of adding like more definition to the amp line. So you've got the blues cube, which is the clean bluesier stuff. You've got the JC twenty, which is the super clean amp. Uh, you've got the AC series, your acoustic amps. You've got the busking amps. And now you've got Katana, which are the kind of more contemporary rock amps. Yeah. Um, so four amp models, uh, two crunch channels, one which is taken from the Waza amp or derived from the same sort of sound, which is the brown sound. Um, yeah, clean, crunch, um, then like a lead and then a brown sound. And then you've got acoustic. Now, most people would think that's an acoustic simulator like the cubes but it's not it's actually a dedicated input for an acoustic guitar okay and slightly changes the frequency response to give you more of an frfr style sound out of the speaker so you get more of a dedicated flat response acoustic sound could you use um, that for? So i mean use... just a thought could you use that for other things as well if you're using sorry for people listening yeah, potentially jay just managed to injure himself <laughs> with his own headphones no, and I, hit the I, microphone at the same smack, time sorry i just smacked my smack my head on the uh, on the shelf there he's so impressed there by his amps that he he's just like comedy <laughs> moment for those watching um <laughs> And confusing moment for those listening. So, yeah. Matt, so could you use that um, the acoustic mode? Like you say, it's a kind of flat response. In could you use that for yeah. other things as well? Like if you wanted to run a different amp modeler into the front end or something like that. Yeah, you could do. Um, I mean, if you go up to so there's a fifty, a hundred, a hundred, two, twelve, and a head. Um, and if you go up to the hundred, you actually get an effects loop in there. So you yeah. could go effects loop return if you were using a different preamp, for okay. example. Um, but yeah you could uh, potentially I mean I haven't actually tried it but you could plug a bass in or you could plug a keyboard in because it slightly changes the way the, the speaker responds which kind of changes the EQ slightly it's designed specifically for a kind of to stop a piezo sounding so bright and to give you a more natural acoustic sound yeah yeah, yeah. Um, three band EQ um, three effects on top uh, or six effects on top and you can actually edit all those so you can plug it in use boss Town studio there's 55 effects you can actually change what's physically programmed into the amplifier um which is kind of nice you can actually set what you want all the buttons to do and yeah when you go up to the 212 you get the effects loop you go into the head you get midi control as well oh, wow. uh, and then when you go into the bigger ones you get the big foot controller so the two the 100 and the 100 212 you can use the generic gafc control and it gives you manual mode and then four presets across the, the top so and believe me loud like super loud um well, i suppose the, the idea is that they've taken the speaker technology from the waza amps because it's a brand new type of speaker technology super efficient speakers and even at max volume on say 50 watts 100 watts you don't you get no clipping in the top end yeah i mean i, um, so I you can any of them down to half a watt and then any of them up to 100 
and uh, the the little head also has a speaker built in for practice reasons on there. Yeah, yeah. So I think the idea was that like if you use it kind of you know if you're backstage or something like that, you want something that you could potentially use it and then you know unplug it and have it back there. you can have a little speaker in there there's a little five inch speaker in there that you can use which is 40 watts yeah uh, and it actually sound it actually sounds all right but i think for, for me obviously you kind of do get a bit blinded because you're you're selling that product you're creating all the marketing for it and you know you've i've seen it from almost like day one i suppose and then we were at a dealer event uh in madrid a couple of weeks ago and there was a function band playing and he was using the head on top of a 2x12 cab. And I'm almost certain that most people there, if they were just normal musicians, wouldn't be able to tell that I wasn't a valve head. Okay. It sounded so convincing. I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. We will once but again 50- reiterate that Matt Knight is a uh, Roland Boss employee and everything he yeah. says should be taken with a grain of salt. So um, to, yes. to, to contrast that, I was watching Soccer AM on uh, Saturday and uh, the Coral... Uh, were the the band of the day and they played a song uh, to finish the show and they were using uh, blues cubes and they sounded absolutely dreadful I mean the band sounded dreadful the guitars sounded not great it could just be the fact that they probably didn't do a proper sound check because they were on Soccer AM they were on Soccer AM at 10 (laughs) o'clock in the morning for one song Uh, so you know it could well just be that but um, it didn't sound very it, it's good. It's funny, actually. I mean, I must admit, like, before I started, you know, I was un, unsure of some of these things. But the weird thing about, especially the Blues Cube, is that they sound better at louder volumes. Yeah. Well, I like, mean, I think, yeah, like, so many do. times I've heard... Yeah, I mean, but so many times, because people... Because it's solid state, people think, oh, you can have it at lower volumes and it will still sound good. But it's... You still need to kind of push the air out. Yeah. And actually, once I turned a couple up, it, they started to kind of sound much like much sweeter. Well, um, we but should... that's the nice thing about the Waza, um, not the Waza, the Katana. Katanas, is that you've got the power scaling on there. So unlike other power scaling, it's a to- it's, it works in a slightly different way. I mean, the engineers haven't really given me a technical view of it, but. Yeah, it, it does sound really nice at, at any of those levels as well. Well, we shall see, Matty. We'll review one, when, and I won't yes. review it. I'll, I'll, I'll get it to one of you guys, and you guys can actually uh, you guys can actually play it. We'll give it a one star, and you'll lose your job. That's and, it. Uh, then, and then you could do Katana to full time. Then you have to move back to Brighton and live on Jay's sofa, and everyone's happy. And can it's I just... funny, because be- always YouTube comments are always the one, but generally fairly positive for the uh, products that I've had my hand yeah. in so far. So. Well, just wait for the Guitar Nerds review, mate. They're going to be terrible. <laughs> What's the... Um, just going back to the, the head, Matt, and mm. does the... So what? Does it, is there a dummy load built in? Can you you can so you can use it without plugged into this without having well, it's, it plugged it's into solid the state so kind yeah, of so it doesn't need a dummy load okay yeah as soon as you unplug it from the cab the internal this speaker kicks just in. kicks yeah, yeah. in okay yeah, yeah. unless you put it into standby mode there's also a standby mode for silent recording so right. you can put it in that and it works right like okay yeah oh interesting um, Jay Cross you've also been away I have where have you been. For two whole weeks. Three, actually. Three whole weeks. This is, yeah, you this missed the, three podcasts. I think I've missed three because I was in Berlin for one week. You were. And then I was in the US for one week. And yep. then I got back last Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so. See you last Tuesday. See you last Tuesday. Yeah. The cult of guitar nerds. Indeed. Um, Massive so, cult. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, on the. So that the. I'll cast my mind back three weeks to the middle of September. Um, so that was a time machine. I was noise. good. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. good. Um, and I was in, so I was in Berlin. And the reason I was in Berlin was I was at the um, IFA uh, Consumer Electronics Trade Show. Yeah, which you've been to. We talked about it. I think almost exactly a year ago. Uh, when, right when I was there. When you were there. Yeah. Um, I, it's it was bonkers. It was completely and utterly bonkers. Did you get lost in the bit where there's loads of fridges and microwaves and stuff? Well, so I was there. So I work for uh, I work for a distribution company, and we distribute headphones. And one of our brand, there was t- two of our brands were there, and I was sort of based around one of them. I was spending some time with one of the others, and looking at the map, it didn't look that far. No. So we were in we were based in in booth in like hall twelve. And we needed the other brand was in Hall Seven, 
And uh, I looked at the map and I was like, okay, so it's there to there. That's not so bad. I'll be able to, uh, I'll be able to figure that out. I'll just walk around. 20 minutes it took to go from hall 12 to hall 7. Yep. One, of, one of my colleagues had to go and see someone in hall 1. They had to get a bus. Yeah. Inside. Yeah. It's crazy. So anyway, I was there and yes, there was like fridges and microwaves and um, I saw uh, a booth where there was um, about five men stood market selling women's epilators. Okay. Uh, their booth was empty every time I walked past, unsurprisingly, because it was just five geezers there yep. stood with an epilator. Cool. Um, not exactly the most inviting of, of booths. What I like is when those booths, people buy a booth at those shows and they don't even, like they hire staff in who are not connected to the product. Yeah. They go there on day one, tell them a little bit about the product. And then leave. And then leave yeah. and just go, you know, out to the pubs or whatever. And then the people left on the stand are like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, why bother? I know. It was it was very weird. But um, it, it, in general, it was very good. Um, and the... But uh, secretly, the highlight of um, my time in Berlin was I went to uh, Just Music, um, which is a, a really big... Oh, did you go to the big one? I did, yes. The, the massive one. Yes. I went there, like, a week before you did. Did you? Okay, so one, yeah. one of my colleagues uh, who works in our Germany office does some uh does some work there occasionally um and he sort of gave me the tour and so i got to see like behind the scenes and stuff like that and um it's 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 vast again like you know it very german in ways in that like it was it was very well laid out but it's in Berlin. So when, when you say, well, German, you mean just really good? Just really, like, efficiently done. But, like, also, it's still a music shop. It's still a guitar shop at the end of the day. So, like, there were still bits that were like, you didn't think about this, did you? Right. So, you know, there was... Um, there was, But it was great. You walk in and um, the where you pay is on the ground floor. Okay. And then there's five stories above it, above it five floors above it yeah and each floor has got a different type of music so floor one is like um i think it was like dj and uh like um, Te- techno music tech stuff and then you go up and then it's like electric guitars and bass and then you go up again and there's you know acoustic guitars and drums and again and then on the top floor there's there was a, a venue a music venue that was like a 200 capacity music venue what? and they had uh, a cafe and they had a bar and then off to the side there was a roof terrace nice um but yeah it was amazing it was it was really it was really cool they had everything everything was all hooked up um did you um did you go to the modular synth department? I, I, had, a, I had a brief look. If, if oh. there's any city where you want to visit the, uh, the modular, modular synth department, yeah, yeah. it's in Berlin. It was, it was really cool. It was um, a very, very interesting place to be. I, they, they had um, like their like custom shop section was uh, locked away. Um, and I, it was only a flying visit, so I didn't feel like I could sort of go up and ask to be let in or anything like that. Um, so, but yeah, it was it was really cool. They had um, some sort of like custom amp switching system, which meant that there was I think there was trying to I'm trying to revisualize it. I think there was fourteen heads plugged in. Okay. At the same time, and you just went and fourteen. I think it was fourteen heads and seven cabs, and you could were just plugged patch in, them and in. you could just. Isn't there a? Yeah, it was really clever. That doesn't someone make that, Matt? Isn't there like a? I'm sure there's a box well, that will do that. It, it almost looked like a Pete Cornish unit. It's like this massive thing on drawers. But what was amazing about that was it, it's like a giant shelving unit and all the heads are on pull-out drawers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can literally like pull it out and then kind of like tweak it and then plug the lead in. Um, it was so impressive just to be able to like, oh, I want to hear it with like four different cabs. Yeah. It's like easy. Um but I actually thought the most impressive floor in that whole shop was actually the drum department. It's the only time I think I've ever walked into a drum department and gone, I really want to buy some drums. <laughs> it just looks so good. You're saying drums are a bit boring, really Matt. Drums are well boring. <laughs> Apart from the new Roland TD-50. Of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. But, um, <laughs> but it was so funny going from... So, to as a very quick segue, I went from... Uh, I went from... Berlin. So also, I don't know if I've me- I can't have mentioned it on the podcast. I got the guitar that I've been talking about yeah. for like Finally. nearly a year. You did. 
Um, I, I finally was able to pick up um, the Fender American Standard Offset Telecaster that uh, I have been talking about and really excited for for absolute well for months for months and months and months and um, I finally was able to get it on the Sunday but then it was that was the day that I went to Berlin so like I went to the shop did the finance and everything played both the chords that I know how to play and it was like yeah this is fine setup was a bit rubbish but it's like I don't have time to deal with that it's fine I'll sort it out myself uh, and by sort it out myself I obviously mean fob it off onto someone else yeah. um, but I uh, you know I I went straight to Berlin came home was home for two days and then we flew to the US uh, and I was in the US for um, for 10 days and what I went what I did when I was in the US which I've not had a chance to do when I've been in the past was I went to a guitar centre and um, they're, they're pretty bonkers aren't they well so they're always getting they're always getting trashed on forums and I mentioned it on the Guitar Notes forum I said look I'm going to go to the guitar centre um, in Plymouth Meeting which is just outside of Philadelphia America has really stupid place um, and, uh, and I was no like to meet in Plymouth no, nice. I'm going to go I'm going to go to the guitar centre in Plymouth Meeting and uh, I, I just said is there anything that you know to to our american friends on the forum is there anything that maybe we don't talk about that i should check out whilst i'm there and all i got was a torrent of abuse for going for even but the thing is, is that's why i wanted to go because you know we've all worked in a, a shop which has a pretty dreadful on like reputation within the forum community well, not anymore maybe not anymore no any- since- i mean that's sort of down to us no almost. i don't think so no i just think people are like more positive people are online. Not what I mean is forums now are not just people who want to go and slag everything. No, off. of There's course people, they're not. You know, of like on our but Facebook. That's, but that's why I wanted to give Guitar Center a go because I wanted to be like, look, you know, everybody used to come into into our shop all the time and be like, oh, I heard that it was rubbish in here and everyone was really mean and that it was really bad. But you're all really nice, and it just used to like really make my day when someone would be like. I'm really glad that I came because it's really cool in here. Yeah. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to give Guitar Center a go. And it was so rubbish. Really? It was so rubbish. The one I went in was pretty good. Like I went to Guitar Center in, in Hollywood Boulevard. I mean, you were there during the NAMM show. Like no, if- no, no. This, no, when I was in... Um, just when I went to... LA. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and it was pretty good. Like, all the new stuff is pony and it was laid out in a really yeah. pony way like a really rubbish guitar shops it looked like a Halfords but with <laughs> guitar stuff um, for our American friends that is a uh, what car and and bike, bike shop spare yeah. shop um, so it was kind of like that and there was loads of and I probably got asked maybe 15 or 20 times like, if I needed any help and I was like no I'm just having a look for the moment but I'll let one of you know if I need anything and then you know but when you got through to the vintage section the vintage section was was a completely different part of the shop and the way that it was laid out in the LA one was like an old barn Um, and so you got through this kind of really rubbish like really salesy you know there was loads of like practice amps and loads of people playing guitar and stuff got through there and there was like a wall of like a glass wall type thing that you could slide open and go in and it was just like a giant barn of really cool stuff right like climate controlled and stuff like that probably. I don't know if, well, I mean probably but it was just a really it's just where all the vintage stuff was and it was yeah. like really nice um, and got chatting to a guy and said like I work in a shop and yeah I used to have one of those I can't believe it's that much money now and stuff like that whereas the front of the house was like just kids basically kids playing and kid salesmen yeah. and women um, and that was crap yeah, and that was kind of the vibe that I got from uh, from from the guitar center that I went into. Now, granted, that where I went is you know, and I, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to grass anyone else or anything like that. You know, ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It was a... 
you know, we were there on like a Tuesday afternoon or so, or Wednesday afternoon. You know, it wasn't prime uh, like shop time, but like we and granted we were left to our own devices you know no point did anyone come and hassle and try and sell us anything yeah that, but I there mean, was, that was my biggest problem was yeah. the, the amount of hassle that I got yeah, while I was which was there. which was really cool but like they had three telecasters on the wall uh, yeah i mean it's not acceptable is it i mean three fender just, telecasters the pedal selection was would have been enough to make matty weep <laughs> it was honestly I mean, it was so dreadful i mean this is the weird thing though i mean you know we're used to especially where we come from you know we kind of like ran a manager store with kind of like 15, 20 people, and you know, we kind of handpicked most of those people. Just looking here, they own 269 stores across oh, yeah. America and they they employ over 10,000 people. Yeah, I mean, there's no way there's 10,000 decent guitar salesmen out there. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, so, well, I, was- think, I think that's the difficult, yeah, is the difficult thing, and that it's, it's, I'm sure there's some great ones, but I'm sure there's also some terrible ones yes. as well. Yeah, but and yeah, it was um, it was it was quite an experience. I, like great merchandise selection. Like you could get yeah. a really nice uh, Grateful Dead mouse mat. It's probably the best way to make money. I'm, I'm sure it is. Probably sure it is, is. The, where the most margin. I've, is. I've no doubt. But um, yeah, so it was just it was very funny. It was very funny that that I, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to try gonna see all this new cool stuff, and it was just like that. Nah, it, it was really disappointing actually, but. But there we go. You know, that's just how it works sometimes. Yeah. You know, so I went to the Whole Foods over the road and it was wicked. Eat that Talking had a good selection, I take it. Great selection. <laughs> yeah. Go on, Matt. Um, I was going to say, because obviously next week, um, which I'm sure we're going to mention later, is quiz week. It is. Um, the week after that, I'll be away in Japan. So I'm going to do a Facebook, I'm going to try and do some Facebook Live in some guitar shops in Japan. Yes. But I thought we should try and add some sort of like finding challenge some sort of like treasure hunting challenge try and have to find something so I want people in the Facebook group to try and suggest something weird that I need to find Dan Electro Mini Pedals Dan Electro Electro Mini loads of them loads of Dan Electro Mini Pedals can you bring me back a uh, Japanese N64 and all of the uh, professional wrestling N64 games that you can find that work on it I can I can I can certainly try okay I'll pay Um, good money for that I'm just going to take an empty suitcase and uh, just just wheel it back full of stuff I tell you Um, what what does tend to you do tend to see a lot coming from Japan is um, RE201s maybe you should just like (laughs) buy a load of RE201s mate and then just bring them imagine that Imagine if a I just found, case I found that. one. Matt, Matty's, uh, Matty's, uh, hooky RE tour once. They did. They, you, you, are you gonna have access to the, the, to the like the Roland factory and be like, oh yeah, oh, no, they, they, I'm, these, I mean, these ones didn't fall off the back of no lorry. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we might get to go to the museum. That's oh, there. that sounds. Um, get some pictures and stuff. That sounds good. Yeah, definitely. Shall we? Um, so I just realised we're 35 minutes into this podcast. Oh, this is like an old style. I know. This is a, a proper ramble cast. Rambler, I'm a gambler. And um, just to go back to what I was saying a minute ago, though. So I was trying I, to segue into news. I know you were, but I just to go back to the bring it back onto topic uh, with the guitar. So I bought that guitar. I went to Berlin. Was home for two days, in which I was super busy because I just had to do like loads of washing and stuff. Was in the US for 10 days. I've been back for seven days. I've still only spent maybe across that seven days. I reckon I've had maybe two hours playing the guitar. Nice. I've had no time whatsoever. And um, one of the other, um, I think, is it Chris on the? There's Facebook a few, group there's a few people one? that have got one. A lot of people complaining about the setup on the guitar. Yeah, which you're also having problems with. Yes. Yeah. I mean the the setup was uh, the setup of mine is is not great whatsoever. It's uh, you know, it's one of those things where I've we have spent. Um, we spent years basically just being like, because that's a common complaint with with Fender is oh you know the factory setup's really bad. I'm always like it's not the factory setup is great. Yeah, the factory setup on this was so bad. Yeah, one of the worst playing guitars I've ever taken out of a box. I played it like briefly when you were in Germany and yes. we were here recording, and uh, yeah, it's so bad it's, yeah it's really bad but I mean the thing is is that, like it's got 10s on it and it's in standard tuning when I get half an hour I'm gonna stick uh, 11s on it and knock it down to E flat yeah. so at the end of the day the setup the factory setup doesn't make any odds to no. me and you know I can understand why some people might get a bit annoyed about it yeah um, because you know it's a lot of money but at the same time it's got to be transported across an ocean and you know, it was probably a month 
from leaving the factory. Well, and also, I mean, you didn't collect it from the warehouse. Absolutely, that it was absolutely, in for I didn't. Absolutely, six so or it, no, 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 it wasn't that long at all. It was it that it came into stock. It was maybe six weeks. Might have been two months. It was okay. quite a while. But you know, it could have been sat there for three months. Yeah. After after getting the initial setup, so you know, the, and it's just a setup. Do you know what I mean? You like, if you buy it. it from a shop, they'll sort it out for you. They offered to sort it out for me, but I didn't have time because I had to go to Berlin. You need so. to get it in uh, ship shape because yesterday I created a document called Guitar Nerd's Gear of the Year yeah. 2016. And I've got feeling that we might want to test that out with a decent setup to see if it's in the running or not. Holy moly. Um, yeah, very exciting uh, exciting times. There's been a lot of chatter in the Facebook group um, yeah. about the, the Gear of the Year spreadsheet is made. Um, the email's gone out to manufacturers. What is your gear of the year? There will be a uh, listener's choice category again this year. So, um, And viewer's choice now. A lot of people watch this on YouTube. Um, so if you want to submit uh, your... Well, don't submit it yet. Keep an eye on the Facebook group. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds group. Um, and wait, is it guitar nerds group or guitar nerds forum? Guitar nerds forum. Guitar nerds forum. Guitar nerds forward forum. slash guitar nerds forum. Uh, really confused today and um, you yeah that's pretty soon there'll be a poll up there or there'll be you'll be allowed to submit your gear of the year and then we'll see what the kind of what's been getting the most nominations and then we'll put it into a vote and that will be the listener's choice is the um are the, the new Gibsons going to be available by then? Well, we this is what we need to find out. Um, we need to speak to Joe Branton and see whether he knows when they're going to be arriving. Because I, 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 I know you talk, them, have you, some of them arrived. I think some of them have arrived, so we need to go and try some stuff. Yeah, I know you talk trash on it, um, but I'm we really looking. I'm we really well. Actually, maybe I. We didn't talk trash. No, I, no, 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 no. The Fiber Zero. You you went into it. I think I listened. I listened to the. I did listen to the one. From when I was in Berlin, I listened to I listened to that one, and that was the one when the 2017s got announced. So I haven't had a chance to talk about them at all. Um, but those Firebird Zeros, I think they look amazing. They, uh, yeah, they look they're different for the money. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's 500 quid. I think that's that is something very very cool for not a huge amount of money. I think that's wicked. Okay, <laughs> we can talk about this closer to the time once we've tried one before Gear of the Year. I was going to say before before we finally went into news, we got loads of stuff, more more pedals delivered, didn't we? Didn't you get more pedals delivered? Uh, yeah, a few me? bits, and you've got some bright onion stuff um, to uh, to talk about. But I think we'll do that. Uh, well, let's talk about the new stuff more closely next week. We should move on into some news. News. <laughs> that was half assed I did it really well last week. Sorry, when I was on my own. <coughs> News. That was okay. That was, that was I, d- I, you know, I, you know, I don't have the drive that the 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 quirky drive that Joe Branton does. That's true. Um, he's very quirky. I mean, he's only got yeah. one job. So you know. big bit of news um, that I haven't actually put in our running order for this evening, Matt. So I hope you've prepared for it. <laughs> um, oh. It was just it kept dropped into my inbox as I was setting up for the podcast. Um, line six, Spider five. Yeah, I don't actually. I have got some info, but not the world's greatest info. Okay, well, hit us with what you know. Uh, wireless, apparently. Um, you don't, so don't even have to plug it into the mains. You don't. Yeah, no, you have to plug it into the mains. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just hovers. Uh, yeah. No wireless input, not wow. included in the box. But so obviously, Nam this year they released the G10, which was yeah. the little bug with the quarter inch jack on it that plugs straight into a box it charged it you unplugged it plugged it into your guitar and it automatically connected this has got the same technology in it so the receiver or the yeah is built into the into the amp so if you buy a g10 you can buy the transmitter but plug it into the amp the amp charges it you unplug it plug it into your guitar and it transmits but doesn't the receiver come with the g10 so why wouldn't you just plug the receiver into an amp i think i think you can now buy the transmitter separately so if you've got several guitars you can have several transmitters because it works on digital yeah, but obviously it, you could it still plug it. the receiver into the amp I know. It, that doesn't make any sense <laughs> anyway that's wh- why that's why you always buy a boss katana no uh, <laughs> that's enough of your shilling um yeah, I mean, actually, it looks like some of the bits are loaded onto their website, actually. Yep. I mean, 
from what I heard, not a huge amount of difference okay. to the four. Um, still works on the same sort of the same way that they have done before, but I think now it's got inbuilt jam tools as well. Okay, like the like those Line Six Spider Jam because you know that's what you need in an amp. Uh, sorry, I know I'm being to I'm him. Being Listen he's, to I'm him. He's, Bring he's your impartiality her. back, mate. He's Come on. He's tearing down the competition. No. Uh, yeah, so you've got um, yeah, inbuilt recording, I think, um, jamming along to tracks, Cubase. There's, you can edit it via mobile. Uh, yeah, wireless uh, receiver, uh, acoustic-specific settings, okay. 100 presets that you had before. And they've changed the size of the lineup now. I think the 15 is still the Spider 4, but I think the Spider 5 is now like three or four more powerful amplifiers. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find the actual details. I mean, the, yeah, like I said, this dropped into my inbox as we were setting up the equipment for the uh, for it, the podcast. So. I mean, I, I saw one picture, and uh, the picture that I saw appeared to have um, the the sort of aesthetics of the Firehawk. I saw the same yeah. sort of colours, yeah, coloured lights blinking of... in. I hope, I hope that they've, because I, 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 we talked about this when the Firehawk and the um, Helix was released, didn't we? Well, I think, I think I was the one playing devil's advocate, saying like, I think this is cool because people seem really into, like, I, I've had a little bit of time with the Helix, and I thought it was a really great piece of kit, not something that I'm that bothered about. Um, you know, uh, in terms of it being a multi-effects, but for what it was, I thought that it seemed like a very, very cool piece of gear. Now, I seem to remember us saying, like, wouldn't it be good if they took that and put it into the spiders, which we all have always thought were a little bit lacklustre. Let's put it that I way. I think they've just, they've just been out for it. I think Spider 4 has been out for something like it's, seven, it's eight got years. Long it's got to be ten years. No, not ten um, years. Not ten. I mean, really? I've yeah. got a little bit of a rundown here. I mean, yeah, picture-wise, they look like they. A lot of the front panel is taken from kind of like yeah, the Firehawk, and the same with the new foot controller, which I think's got all the different coloured lights on it. Yeah. Um. So they're doing a Spider Thirty. So in the Five Series, a Thirty, a Sixty, a One Twenty, and a Two Forty. Um, in order eight, ten, twelve, or two twelve speaker cabs. Um. Each one's got a full range tweeter in it. Uh, they've all got USB audio interface. They all support the new foot controller. They've all got drum loops and they've all got a metronome. And the 60, 120, and 240 have all got a looper and the wireless inputs. Right. And the really big ones have got DI outs, like XLR DI outs. Okay. Apart from that, the actual front panel is relatively the same. Um, 78 amps, 23 cabs, and 100 effects. Did, is there, so I think is, it programs is, in the same sort of way. Bass, middle, treble, volume, screen. So the home screen, I think, is taken from like the Helix. It looks a little bit similar to the way it did the Helix, but I think the actual setup is the same as a Spider 4 Is there any? The of it. Did you say there's in-app editing? Yes, I think there's in-app editing okay. on mobile. Okay. So it'll be Bluetooth, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it sounds interesting. And I think you know, all I mean, of them have got a, all of them have got a screen. But yeah, no, it's the twentieth anniversary of Line Six this year, apparently. So yeah, although I can't even imagine that then the Spider Four's being like six or seven years old because that means that they would have had to. It was definitely, it definitely, was definitely didn't come out right at the beginning. Did it? It was I, definitely the fours when I started working in the shop yeah. in two thousand and nine. Okay, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. They must have been fairly new at that point. Right. I think, yeah. Um, so I think it sounds interesting. I mean, what do you do with the Line Six Spider? They are what they are. So yeah. you add things that are pushing the tech forward, and you know, in-app editing and stuff, which they don't think they had on the four. Um, well, I mean, I th- you you say that. I think what they should have done really is they should have taken, they should have put the effects. Hopefully, they've put the sounds from the. Uh, Helix, and you know, of course, the Helix is a thousand pounds. So you know, but you just don't put all of the editing effects in there, and you don't put all the processing in there. But you put like that's what you know. You've got to build 
that sort of range and you've got to give it's got to have like a level of cohesion sure otherwise what's the point otherwise they're just going to run back into the same thing that they've always done which is oh look you know think about like the DL4 the DL4 would have been if another company had produced that it would have been massive but because it was line 6 and everyone was like this is a company that makes spiders this is going to be rubbish loads of people never bothered with it but you know and that's the problem I think you're underestimating what putting the sounds from the helix actually involves sure uh, yeah uh, um, you know and I'm I'm not saying that they should just rip out the PCB I, um, and pop it straight in or anything like that but well, you know, they, I don't they couldn't it, I don't think it will be if, if I'm being perfectly honest I wouldn't be surprised if it's because obviously when the new Variaxes came out the Variax the the um, James Tyler Variaxes yeah. were actually the same sounds yeah. as the Variax 3.6 no, seven. Yeah, the three, six, and seven hundred. Yeah, but the processing pat, the processor was just twice the power. Yeah. So the the actual algorithms were the same. So I wouldn't be surprised if the algorithms in this are the same. There's just slightly better processing power behind it. Yeah. Um, I think um, I need to hear them really. Yeah, as we sure. always say, we need to hear this stuff. But I'm quite impressed by the features list. The wireless stuff, not that fussed about. I think that is stupid they're doing it because they can um but i don't think that's yeah. i don't think that's necessarily and i think that's quite cool that they're doing it because yeah, they can you a, uh, but you still have to you want to use effects pedals well yeah well you don't need to because you've got they're all uh, how many there. how many effects you say you're in 124 uh, 100. okay 100, 100 effects how many how many can you need well, I mean, Matt's probably got about 100 <laughs> so, so it's fine. Let's um, let's move on. We're almost at up at time. We've only got ten minutes or so left. So let's right, do um, let's do the rest of the news. I'm uh, I'm thinking for the Patreon episode. We got loads of questions while you guys are away, so maybe we should do those uh, in the uh, in the Patreon. Okay. We can talk about that in a minute. So um, first other bit of news this week. Free the Tone have announced the Ambi Space uh, Digital Reverb. Now, Free the Tone are a company that we've covered before. We did their Tritone Chorus. Was that right, Matt? Yeah. Um, the Tri-Avatar. Was it tri- the Tri-Avatar? Tri-Avatar, Tri-Avatar Chorus, which sounded immense. Um, what's the Ambi Space? Yeah, I mean, the thing that I always love about Free the Tone is that they, they say all their products feature HTS, Holistic Tonal Solution, yep. um, which I love. I, don't, I have no idea what it means, but it's just a brilliant way of phrasing it. Um, I mean... The chorus pedal's amazing. The delay pedal's amazing. Um, so this one, the reverb, basically uses a really high bit processor, so a 32-bit processor, which I think is more powerful than what's currently in the Strymons. Wow. As okay. far as I'm aware, I think the Stry. I'm going to have to just check this before I go any further. I'm pretty sure the Strymon Big Skies are 24-bit. But I should probably be right before uh, before I so go this, any further. So this essentially will mean um, kind of cleaner, longer, more natural yeah, so sounding reverbs. I think reverbs. the idea is, is that the the more powerful the processor, the um, yeah, it's, I think they're twenty four. I'd have to I'll have to do some proper looking into it. But the the idea is obviously the more powerful the processor, the more powerful you can make the algorithm. So the more detailed you can make the reflections in in the reverbs and the more you can kind of add in yeah um going back to like old rack reverbs like um a friend of mine um in brighton a guy who runs the pro audio store has got an old uh roland reverb from the 80s and like you can actually hear like proper if you put it on a full stereo speaker system you know like four speakers yeah. in the studio you can actually hear like reflections behind you and to the left and to the right and you can alter wow. that wow. and by adding more processing on a pedal just means that you can kind of do a more detailed sound like that Yeah. Um, so especially with these sort of things and that sort of processor it's going to sound best recorded and in stereo still going to work in mono but I think ultimately the problem with running really high quality reverbs like that in mono is that you want to add more wet mix into it and then the problem is you don't cut through very much and i think actually there was a question potentially i think there was a question in the podcast questions about it or someone certainly posted it on the facebook group earlier about oh yeah no, yeah that, we're one. not talking about that on the uh, on the podcast but yeah, he was talking about like wet and dry mixes wasn't he yeah so i mean yeah but effectively this will allow you to what they call a dual core 32 processor um, will basically give you super high quality reverbs 
that are similar to the old rack units because even rack units from the 80s now some of the reverbs and delays still sound absolutely amazing yeah um four presets like the other free the tone pedals um six different um types of reverb um i don't know if there's midi on this one because there was midi on some of the other ones i'd imagine they've probably kept that in there yeah um but the idea is that all of the original sounds pass through um, an analog dry mixer as well so you get really decent quality um mix and i think you get proper spillover as well and just great can you know we just know it's going to sound good i think that's the thing because the chorus i mean i'm not the world's biggest fan of chorus but i do like a more subtle chorus the triavatar did everything from kind of subtle to extreme to kind of some of the more wobbly sort of vibrato stuff um and, that, and the one thing i love about them is they just look really good this one's like in a faux wood paneling um which i think looks kind of neat the the uh, triavatar looked like something off like a russian submarine or something didn't it it was like yeah, really and flight time which is their delay looks like the and they they never took they obviously never mentioned it but it looks like the panel from the DeLorean in Back to the Future oh nice amazing um, which they definitely thought of when they were designing it I'm sure they were yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah. we should base it on that um, but yeah I think it's cool Spring Room Plate Hall Cave and Serene okay the the tri chorus allowed you to have it had like three outs didn't it couldn't you have a left and a right and a dry out no, I think this, by the looks of it, is stereo in, stereo out. Okay. Uh, as far as I can tell. Um, but they do some cool stuff. They do a cool switching system. I was actually looking at their switching systems. They do some cool switching systems with MIDI. Um, and they do a lot of single pedals as well. So maybe we should contact them and get them to send us some, some stuff. Because some... I've, I've tried a couple of their distortions and they're also just really good. Just nice, well thought out, high quality, really crisp and really clean. Yeah. Which, you know, some people want now. I mean, there's some reverbs out there that purposely sound a little bit distorted and a little bit crunchy and kind of don't have the top end detail and this is to give you the the super classy super high end sound i guess people are, a lot of people are moving away from that kind of 80s crisp and clean reverb but this yeah, is going actually, back very much the other way i think actually and i think this is what we're going to start seeing is that reverb big reverb pedals and like multi reverb pedals things like this are going to overtake delays because i think now looking at a lot of the like kind of pedal board forums people are like more focused on having loads of different reverbs than they are having loads of different delays yeah i agree and, uh, and well, i think a lot of that comes from kind of i mean a big kind of push forward in this is like the worship scene in america yeah those guys have like big pedal boards they have like really they're kind of really focused on some of the bigger ambient sounds and a lot of that comes from from reverbs we all know than, we all know the delays the voice of god is just a big um <laughs> like uh, a big reverb and uh, yeah. the big shim of a uh, shim verb that's what I was talking about that is the voice of God so uh, yeah. that's why and I mean, the praise and, and worship suppose, scene is, is into these I mean and that's the thing Strymon have kind of been the only one on the market so it's time for kind of guys like this to put it on there it's funny that like Line 6 never obviously had the DL4 and the FM4 they never did a reverb never did a reverb I know it is very interesting isn't it it wasn't really at the time those pedals were I think so far ahead of their time yeah um, that yeah. I don't think there was much thought put into any of it it was just like and from reading like the manuals of those back in the day I remember they just called up their mates and went right what pedals have you got yeah can we just model those and that's what ended up in the pedals so maybe they just couldn't get enough reverb pedals yeah. together it is it is funny though you touch on it there Matty the, the fact that the you know other than the big sky there sort of hasn't really been anything else that you know you've seen on a, a lot of these pedal board forums as like the go-to delay you know even sorry go-to reverb you know that with the delays you always had um you know either the timeline or the time factor uh or the space or the dd uh 500 or you know there was a whole host of um big delay pedals but reverb it's the, the the big sky's kind of been out there by itself a little bit and yeah. Yeah. it is it is cool to see somebody else doing something similar I um, think the, with by the sounds of things the processing power of like a gaming PC uh, I mean not, not quite but like you say it was um, like 30, 32 bit I mean, I mean, that's a, don't, that's a, don't equate that it's a PlayStation <laughs> don't, don't, it doesn't work it's not the same thing I, I knew you were going to say that I knew you were going to say that it's a it's, PS2 it's not a PS2 anyway um, now you're playing with power 
the Big Sky's been out for a little while now, and ultimately, yeah, I've just double checked. It is a 24-bit processor. Right. Um, so ultimately, those the, you know processors do do go out. They do they do get upgraded. Yep. So is it going to start falling behind? Is there going to be another one? Do Strymon feel the need they need to make another one? I mean, it's it's the reverb wars. Who yeah. will who will come out on top? Um, yeah. Let's do one last bit of news, actually. Talking about another reverb. Um, Earthquaker Devices have announced the uh, Transmitter Resonant Reverb. So I yeah. guess more of the same, Matty. Yeah, well, basically the, the opposite ends to the kind of big ambient reverb yeah. in sense of kind of like super crystal clear delay. This is a reverb that they've said, look, isn't going to give you the traditional spring sound. It's not going to give you the plate sound. This is effectively a modulated reverb because it's digital you can sort of create a reverb algorithm it doesn't have to sound like a spring it doesn't have to sound like a plate you can just create reverb as an algorithm and change it this reverb runs through a resonant filter okay to so give you basically like really weird metallic vocal reverbs that just sound bizarre so for people, like, for people who don't know what resonant filter is i guess like it's like a um vowelizer really like it yeah. shapes the tone as if yeah, I suppose, how would you, I don't know how you'd really describe it, but yeah, you're kind of going through, like, specific EQ yeah. filters, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, usually, like, quite mid-range pronounced, that's how I'd Yeah, so um, if you filter. go back to, um, I talked about it before when I had one, the Boss Spectrum, which is a one-band EQ, like a cocked wah sound. Effectively, you're putting your reverb through that same filter, Yeah, but you can adjust that that resonant filter but the thing about resonant filters is they can feed back so you can get some really kind of odd some really odd sounds out of it and it's funny how like as soon as this was announced people were like i've got to buy one and it's amazing how yeah that that kind of scene especially with kind of things like reverb pedals as soon as the new ones announced everyone's like even before they've heard it, it's like i've got to buy it yeah <laughs> but it's that's the thing i think people are doing because with delays now, I suppose everyone wants an analog delay, and there's only so much you can do with an analog delay unless you do what Chase Bliss Audio are doing and making an analog delay that's digitally controlled. Mm-hmm. With this, it's you've got to make a reverb pedal, but you can because it's digital, you can kind of do anything you want with it. Because analog reverb is a physical spring tank or a physical plate, so by making a digital reverb, you can kind of do whatever you want. You can make it as weird and as wacky as you want, but with an analog delay, there's only I think so much you can physically control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have well, Earthquake um, done a reverb? I don't think they have. Have they? Uh, yeah, they've got, I'm sure they've, they've got done loads. a few. Yeah, they've yeah. Done, yeah, they've got quite a few. Um, I but knew there was a load of delays. Talking. I didn't know there was a. No, they've done they've a couple also, of reverbs. I'm sure they've brought out a few and then discontinued them. Oh, as well. okay. That seems to be their uh, their way. So, but this, they, I mean, they've got what decay, darkness, frequency, warp, rate, and mix. So classic reverb controls. You know, <laughs> classic warp. reverb controls. Warp the classic. Um, but that's the thing there's a lot of companies out there who are doing that that sort of thing I think you know Catlin Bread recently had the bicycle delay which is their kind of like randomly skipping delay obviously we've tried things for Maleco and we've talked about the Charlie Foxtrot and things like that granulizers and like bit crushes all that sort of thing is starting to become like way more mainstream yeah yeah definitely um we're up at an hour. We're up at the end of the podcast, basically, because wow. I think because we've not really even seen or spoken to each other. I mean, I see Jay every day, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. But, um, Matt, we've not had uh, much time to catch up. So, bit no. of a weird episode tonight. We're kind of catching up. You're, this is like a window into just what we talk What we about actually just talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. is guitar stuff. So, the episode actually is not that different to normal, I guess. But, no. <laughs> um, thanks for sticking with us if you stuck through to the end of this episode. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a, a bit of a weird one with lots to talk about, loads of news, um, but also just a, you know, bit of a catch up. Um, what it does mean is that we've got loads of questions submitted. We're going to go and answer those over in the Patreon episode. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $5 every month, you will get uh, an extra half an hour of guitar nerds every week plus access to the back catalogue which as we said earlier is up to 35 hours something like that 40 hours um so loads to listen to and occasional interviews uh with people from the the gear world as well more of those to come we've got some good ones lined up so yeah patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds um if you sign up for the ten dollar tier you become one of our executive backers like these people have Andy Joyce, Steve Merkel, 
Blair Toms, Carlos Mancha, Andrew Macro, Mark Cross, JD Short, David Carroll, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Paul Corrigan, Jack Godfrey, Jack Conroy, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Moo Gravit, Colin, 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 Anderson. I put some actual music under that last week because there was no one here to assist <laughs> me. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it came out better, way better. Cool. So Good. we should maybe have a button. It's hard to do it live. Yeah. I, I do it in the, uh, when we record it, I can put some music underneath. So. Yeah. Get anyway. Drum machine. Indeed. Yeah, maybe we should just get a drum machine, little drum machine. I'm sure you can sort us out. I'm sure Boss still make one or Roland make oh, one. Oh yeah, we make loads. Yeah, let's get a little drum machine. Um, can we just replace Joe with a drum machine? Or like one that's got Joe sound maybe, clips on it. Maybe, yeah, just a sound bar. have to see him again. Can we have that and like a Wilhelm scream on there yeah um, so um, head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for all that stuff if you want to join in the conversation you can watch us uh, live every Tuesday night from 8.30 UK time on ampli.fi forward slash guitar nerds uh, you can join the Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum um, you can chat with all the other people on there there's podcast listeners there's people who have absolutely no idea that we do a podcast um, people that have joined us from the YouTube channel and stuff so good um, good conversation on there always Follow us on Twitter at Guitar Nerds, on Instagram at Guitar Nerds. Go to the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos. Um, and you can join us individually at Mark underscore Random, at Matt underscore Nightsy, at JAYBM1, and something else, I guess, um, at The Donald. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, pro- that's probably preferable, right? <laughs> anyway, um, join us next week, or join us on the Patreon where we're going to do all the questions. Join us next week um, where, I guess, will you guys be here? I will. You'll be here. Yeah, no, we're doing the quiz next week. Quiz. It's the quiz next week. Oh, it's going to be good. How are we going to do it? Well, Matt's going to ask the questions on the internet and we're going to answer them. Yeah. It's going to be bloody brilliant. I was was thinking today, I was like, I can make it really visual, I can show stuff to the camera, but I can't because obviously it's not fair for the people who aren't watching live. Exactly. It will still be all audio. Good. No visuals required. It's the big quiz next week. Big quiz. We'll see you then. The third quiz? Quiz number three, who will win? We'll find out next week. Bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.